really do. You're a 21 year old punk fucking kid. This grandpa's given you everything all your fucking life. You've never had a car payment, a house payment. Everything you live in was given to you by grandpa. You fucking don't know what it's like to work for a fucking living like I do. To bust my fucking ass and do what I do. And you know what, Sean? You fucked me, and that's the way you got it. But you know what? Your grandpa's money will run out someday, and you'll have to feast for yourself. Get a fucking job, you piece of shit. Welcome to Behind the Smoke Podcast, Barbecue War Stories. My name is Sean Walchef from Cali Comfort Barbecue. We are recording live in Spring Valley uh, above the butcher shop here with my man, Derek Marceau from Valley Farm Market. How are we doing, my man? Doing fantastic. Fantastic, man. It was uh, an awesome weekend. We got done. We survived our our event over at uh, Cali Comfort and it went great, man. I was really, really excited. It was really humbling to be to have a barbecue festival, this amateur event that we've been doing for eight years. Uh, really, like you said on the last podcast, the anniversary of our friendship. Uh, to have that many people in the community come out and be excited about tasting the amateur barbecue team's food, to dance with Tony on the stage, to you know go and try people that have been on this podcast like Corbin's Barbecue, Brazen right. Barbecue. It, it was really, really humbling to, to celebrate Spring Valley the way that we did on last Sunday. Yeah, it's really exciting to see the people come out, like you said, and it makes me happy that we've, uh, you know, we have this platform to give Spring Valley something to be proud of. You know, for so long we've had, you know, there's just no, you know, what, what do you have here? There, yeah. There's really not not much. It's an eclectic group, and we can bring them all together and do it. And, man, you know, the, the community came together. Everyone supported it, came out. Hands down, the biggest crowd we've ever had in the eight years. Um, people just excited about it and the momentum that we're getting with it. The teams, I mean, the teams coming up and just saying, how excited they are for next year. I mean, I don't think there's anything that makes me feel better than when someone comes up and says, Derek, I can't wait for next year. Thank you for what you guys are doing. And it's not, it's not a, a, a Derek or Sean thing. It's, it's a community thing. It's, oh. it's us together growing something. I'm, I'm just proud, proud to be a partner. It's you. really, really exciting to, you know, raise money for organizations and training, have Shane and his team come out and, you know, they're helping kids, they're helping mentor kids that are at-risk youth. And, you know, to have the Del Mar Barbecue State Championship, that professional event, and this event, to raise funds to help these kids out. I mean, we're you're, you're making a huge <clears throat> impact. Yeah, that can be a selfless job too, right? I mean, Absolutely. sometimes you think about, you know, helping these young kids that don't have anything. And there might not be, you know, some of these kids might not say the thank yous and, and everything. But to do those things, I mean, it's just such a selfless act. For Shane to be doing that, I mean, I, I love the guy already, and for what he's doing, I just love him even more. Absolutely. You know, in this podcast, it's a business and marketing podcast, and we talk about barbecue and, and all food and lots of food <laughs> and all the opportunities that uh, barbecue, all the doors that barbecue has opened up for us. It's silly. You know, it's on a weekly basis. Every Friday, we get to publish, you know, a new episode. We get to interview people that are doing big things, people that are amateur teams, other restaurant owners, people that are trying to scale their business, people that are in sports entertainment. Um, you know, we're so humbled, humbled to be sitting across from our guest today. And that's this is insane. Scott Heath, the president and general manager for Fox 5 San Diego. Um, to think that a butcher shop owner and a barbecue restaurant owner would, have thought, right? would, have, would be able to pencil in... Uh, we get, got him. Get, get on the appointment. Hey, Corey, Scott Corey go lock that door real quick. <laughs> he can't run out. But welcome, Scott. We appreciate you taking the time out Thank and you. making it down here. Thank man. you, guys. So, yeah, uh, Scott, let's let's talk about how you and I uh, first met, just to give a little context to our, yeah. our listeners. Sure. Well, uh, Sean, obviously, is an amazing human being um, <laughs> and uh, has a knack for making some very tasty food. And um, he introduced himself to our folks at Fox 5. And um, Shally and Raul, our morning uh, team in the morning, uh, Raul comes up and says, Hey, do you know Sean and Kelly Comfort? I said, I, I don't know him personally, but I, I've had his food, and it's amazing. And um, so we, we met through Fox 5 and you um, coming out and, and being on the back lot, being on the morning show. But where we really connected was with both of our interest in hockey and supporting uh, the local San Diego Gulls franchise. Um, Matt, whoever is the president of, uh, of the Gulls, introduced us, and uh, we had a chance to 
travel a little bit together, play some golf together, but more importantly, share in the opportunity of growing out both of our businesses and 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 letting people know that you know what there's a lot of great food here and a lot of foodies a lot of great restaurants in little different pockets north park you can go up down the beach area certainly the gas lamp but right out here in spring valley some of the best food you're going to ever eat in your life um and sean and i um bonded and uh, we're partners now uh we try to embed him in every opportunity that we can to help uh, grow his business uh and let people know that that may not know where you guys are located and to come out and try the food he's also inside uh, the valley view uh arena so if you go to the uh, the goals game you'll be able to try his food out there as well so uh it's a pleasure and i just met super d this morning that's it man. Weather. now we're <laughs> already great. we're already buds yeah, yeah. like so, i said lock that door yeah sure can't get out. <laughs> so i come from oklahoma city where nice. there's a motto that says that if it's got four hoofs and a tail then it needs to be on a barbecue I like <laughs> it. I like my it. uncle who's an attorney uh big man six eight three twenty he uh for for the, all the years i was growing up he always had a trailer hitch on the back of a cadillac <laughs> and the guy drove a Cadillac because he had his own smoker, like and he it. would smoke That's it. And there's fantastic. a there's an old man Schwab that lives out in Oklahoma City, and he's a hog farmer. And today Schwab meats, if you've heard about them, are Schwab hot links. Um, we grew up eating Schwab hot links, and you know there's not a lot of tri tip out in Oklahoma. There is right. now, but back in the day when I was growing up, uh, there was not a lot of that. It, oh. it was ground chuck, it was steak, it was porterhouse. Um, and oddly enough, back in the seventies growing up, uh, that the butchers there were, were cutting tomahawk fillets, which are popular now. And you see them in all the fancy restaurants, mm -hmm. but back in the day, they were still cutting it that way. Um, I grew up in, uh, Oklahoma city in Yukon, Oklahoma, um, which used to say on the water tower, home of the 1977 girls championship volleyball team, <laughs> 1978 boys double A football. Now says home of Garth Brooks. There right. you go. And nice. Garth was on my football team along with his brother Kelly. Is that and, right? And they're good people. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, that is he awesome. Said, I mean, I've met him a few times, and man, what, just a very yeah. humble, humble man. Yeah. We sat and talked for a little while. He's just a, a good, down to earth. Yeah. Guy. We talked, even though I'm a Kansas State guy. I right. was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He lives up in Tulala. Out by uh, out by SDSU, yeah, or uh, by Oklahoma State University, um, and he lives out in Talala up there. And um, his mom and dad, or mom and dad, were, were living in Yukon. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah. There's been a few times where he's been on the sideline when we were playing. He yeah, just, you know, he's, he's a, a good guy, good dude for yeah. sure. Yeah, but thank you all for having me, and I, I love what you guys are doing. And it's all about you know growing people's businesses is a very complicated thing, you know, especially. A lot of people uh, inherit businesses from their families and they don't understand what they're doing and they run them into the dirt. There are those that, that, that bump into things at night, right, and, and don't know what they're doing and, and then they figure it out. And those are my kind of people. I'm bumping into things in the middle of the night. Um, and all of the wrongs make a right at some point. Uh, but, you know, I've always said to my kids, and I said to all business owners, business owners that, you know, you need, it's not the what that you do, it's the why. And that's the hidden value proposition in everything that we do. Yeah. Uh, with the, with the simplest of businesses to the most complex of businesses. Uh, and being in the television industry, you know, we, we always have a motto that, you know, what is it that you actually do? Well, we make good TV. Okay. But what do we really do? We try to understand people's pain. You yeah. know, how do you, how to grow people's businesses isn't about making the next bucks or making a sell. It's about, you know, understanding, seeking first to understand before you're understood sure. and finding out where people's obstacles are. How do you get from here to there and what's keeping you from doing it? Sure. And I always like asking people, uh, reverse negative questions, which is why do people not eat at your restaurant? Okay. You know, who's your competitor and why? Mm -hmm. Uh, and how come people don't come back? Um, whether it's retail or restaurant or not. Those that's are all a, practical questions. That's a great way to think about it because sometimes right. it makes you look in the mirror, right? right. It makes it's you easy like, to talk yeah. about how much great food you are and the great sure. service and all the things. What sure. do you do wrong? Right. You know, yeah. It only takes one bad apple in your organization, whether it's a server or a waiter, or a, uh, you know, a person that's associated with you to create a bad vibe or uh, be negative in any way. Um, and look, we're not perfect. No business is. The, biz the biggest of businesses are not perfect. Sure. Right. They have infrastructure failure constantly. So it's uh, it's great to be here and 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 uh, and Sean, you're just a, a wonderful person and a new father. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, new I father. Mean, I try I try to warn him what he was getting into, and uh, you did. You, there's never there's no book that could teach you what what's going right, to happen. It's right. uh, you just got to kind of go through it, and yeah, he's doing a great job, man. It's yeah. it's exciting to see when well, my wife awesome. my wife is the real hero. And well, you don't know, don't kid yourself. I mean, well, you, you I'm not I'm not job. kidding myself, but it 
it is truly humbling to have you know your your wife and my wife come out to the barbecue right. events yeah. that we do that because nice? it, it it takes a lot to bring a four month old out into mm-hmm. a crowd of people. Sure. Um, you had and, him at the goals game three weeks. Oh ago. yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He he was out at the goals game and but you know it's given us an opportunity to just really love life. You know, give him the opportunities and the exposure yeah. to things that you know my grandfather did for me you know sure. if it wasn't for my grandfather coming from a village in bulgaria and sure. working his way through to become a medical doctor and he gave our family all kinds of opportunities sure. and for us we're, we're just lucky to have the opportunity to do that mm-hmm. you know sure. um so tell us a little bit about how you got from oklahoma to uh to san diego well i came out uh when i graduated from yukon high school i um i wanted to I did not want to go to the University of Oklahoma, nothing against them, but everyone in my family had gone to University of Oklahoma, and I had an interest in TV and film, so I decided I was going to head west, and I'm a football player, so I decided, well, I'll, I'll go to San Diego, randomly pick San Diego, and I came out, and uh, I, I, didn't, I do not come from a family of money, so I was adopted, so I never had a father, and my mom, Betty Lou, God bless her, greatest <laughs> woman in the world, she owned a couple of dance studios, um, we moved around quite a bit. Um, so, and she did not have a lot of money. And so I can remember leaving, uh, to, to go out to, to San Diego to, to start school and my life. And my mom pulled me aside and gave me a hundred dollars and she packed me a shoebox with, that had foil in it. She put in two boiled eggs, bread and butter and three pieces <laughs> of her famous fried chicken. Really? And I'm like, that's it. That's, that's it? it. That chicken was gone before yeah. I left the county line. <laughs> And I think I spent the $100 on my first tank of gas and beer. Yeah. <laughs> and I took off and arrived here and uh, walked on at Grossmont Junior College and played football strong safety nice. for Jack Miyamoto, who was the um, coach at the time, and um, worked odd jobs. And I actually lived in Lemon Grove. That there was my go. first place I lived in. I went to Pacific Beach, uh, loved it. And after about a day there, I'm like, I can't afford this. I have no money. <laughs> right. um, so I, I lived in Lemon Grove. And um, then I eventually moved around. After graduating, I walked on to San Diego State. And I went on to San Diego State and worked, uh, played football there, worked at the, at the Daily Aztec. Um, and got out and thought, okay, great. I got a college degree, put myself through college. Went knocking on doors. Everyone said, you don't have any experience. I'm like, well, well, yeah, I do. I mean, I wake up every morning breathing, so I have experience <laughs> in life. Sure. And that's, that's interesting. Um, and I got a job at a radio station, um, 91X FM. And I worked there. That's my jam. Yeah. I worked there for two years, and then I, I got a job. At what were you this, doing for him? I was an account executive selling advertising. And about three weeks onto the job, I went to my boss and I said, are you guys going to train me? And the guy said, what do you need training for? I said, well, because I'm like, making up lies. And, and I don't think it's right. I mean, I'm bringing in money, but I don't think it's right. And that, and, and when I didn't get the training, it dawned on me right there. It's not about making a dollar. I mean, it is. I'm, I was hungry. I didn't have any sure. money. But it was about learning and listening to people. And it's a, it's a one-to-one conversation about what's not happening, but what should be happening and what you want to have happen um, on the long tail of your business model. And um, I, I, I wasn't getting the feedback I wanted. Uh, I wasn't getting the personal training that I wanted. So I decided I'd pick up some books and read them myself. Um, at that point, I, I really wanted to be in television, so I went to uh, KTTY. Uh, it, it was a minority-owned license that went on the air in September 26th of 1985 and in January of 1986 I joined the company so four months after they got the license down in Chula Vista I joined them um, as as an entry-level account executive and after about three months on the job my general manager kept calling me Steve and I said yeah that's a really great name that's my brother's name right my name is Scott um, and I realized that that you know I had to take the bull by the horns and you know, no one was going to train me. No one you know, it was just go out, talk to clients, get their money, bring it back. I'm like, what about the results? What about what they really need? Right. Um, and he said to me, it's not important. Uh, it's You're important. trying to create an experience. You basically just, you need to bring the money in. I'm like, right. yeah, but I think the money would grow if we had a better understanding of how their business operated. Sure. You know, what, what makes their clock tick? You right? also get a, a longer term client. You get a longer term client. You get repeat business. You get a um, client that's willing to refer you to other clients. Yes, yes, yeah. And it's a conversation, and most people would 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 share with you their mistakes, 
And, you know, I always say the fumbles in life get us closer to the goal line, right? Yes. In my opinion, because we learn from them. Um, and we learn how to hang on to the ball a bit longer than those that, that, that don't learn from those mistakes. And so I did a lot of understanding and went through a lot of my personal training of myself. And I've been at the station 31 and a half years. And in that particular period of time, I worked my way up uh, through the ranks of a local sales rep, rep to senior, to a national sales manager, to local sales manager, to general sales manager, director of sales, vice president, to the president. And during that reign, um, I decided that after learning as much as I could, I went online and took courses on how to become an electrician, how to become a plumber, how to open up a restaurant, really? how to open up a restaurant, how to open up a car dealership. And I wanted to learn the back-end way wow. of how people, so when I came to them, I could talk to a furniture store on the turn of merchandise, and I could talk about the gross and the net profit and where that money comes from, and the, and the churn on the inventory and the loan on the bank and the cost per square foot of the inventory. I ended up writing uh, 36 training modules and selling them back to Tribune and then wow. going to all 43 of the TV stations for a three-year period and implementing a training program really? within those different business units. So you, cre you created what you didn't have. I didn't have. And in New York and Chicago, I'd go out to the different boroughs in New York. I'd go to Philadelphia. I'd go to Boston. I'd go to Dallas. I'd go to Houston. I'd go to Miami. I'd go to all these different cities, and I would go learn conversations and go on the street cold calling with people sure. to implement the training modules to understand. I can never forget being in Harrisburg. So I walk into with this young lady to a, a, an appliance store. This guy comes over and says, may I help you? I said, yeah, my name is Scott. And I'm with, 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 with Sheila here and we work at Fox 40 here and I'm a consultant. And do you mind if we you know, have a chance to, to, he said, you know what? I'm busy right now. Can you come back tomorrow? I said, first we came back. You know, let me understand. He's tell me all the things about the TV station. And I said, well, we're happy to do that. But what I'd like to first do is understand a little bit about your business. When did you start? Who is your customer? More importantly, who's not your customer? And who are you selling to? Uh, and the guy opened up and told us everything we need to know, but two things. And I didn't really understand who his core customer was. Um, and he basically said, to see the lady standing over there, she goes, yeah, that's a, that's, that, that person's a Mennonite. I said, a Mennonite? She goes, yeah, a lot of Mennonites live in this area. And they're one of our key customers. And who is the other customer? Uh, that person standing next to there, and they're Amish. I said, so Mennonite and Amish. Okay, what percentage of those people buy your goods and services? Like 80%. Wow. Like, excellent, that's good to know. And as we went all through it, he goes, and by the way, neither of those watch television. Right. <laughs> right. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. But, um, but no. But did you see an opportunity there? We saw an opportunity for digital. Yeah. Because they're using phones and there was digital assets in play. Uh, and eventually that TV station ended up doing a digital campaign with that particular business owner. But I think, you know, like you guys are business owners and, you know, you might run into a lot of people that, that don't take the time or the interest to want to understand how your business works. And all of us, including myself in the TV industry, learn on a daily basis from all of the mistakes we made. Sure. No, that's great. I know Sean, you know, really help me with something too where, mm -hmm. where people are coming in trying to sell us something or something sure if they don't take just a little bit of time to do some due diligence on what we're doing sure we won't even give them time of day i mean sure. I, sean will forward me some of the emails he gets and his responses are pretty hilarious yeah. sometimes well, i'm trying um, to teach you know you try, i'm trying not to be right not trying to attack the salesperson for not having the proper training you right. know not having the proper training they're told to send a template email right. you know through linkedin or through our website <coughs> you know that tells me why they need 15 minutes of my time and it's going to save my money my business this much it's money in, it's impersonal and it's unprofessional it's there's a different way to do right. it and the world that we live in it's so exciting because it's not a secret no. you know it's not a secret we're we're publishing on a regular basis on our facebook page on instagram on are through our podcast exactly what Derek and I what we care about sure you know what we care about is a long-term relationship right. and that long-term relationship isn't a transaction that's just mm -hmm. gonna help them hit mm -hmm. hit their sales quota mm -hmm. and I think those are the things that you know it's so refreshing for us to meet people like you mm -hmm. that are leaders in your field right. you know in television to go out and take the time that you do because I, I mean when I went with you to San Antonio with the gulls First of all, the fact that a barbecue restaurant was with Fox 5 and Cal <laughs> Coast, you know, yeah. on the corporate, you know, trip was humbling to say the least. Mm -hmm. um, sure. But to so spend we're, all, that we're all just people with the same commonality yeah. of, of serving our community 
uh, growing our businesses and understanding our faults so we can capitalize on them and, and, and be better. Yeah. Right? And when you take the time though, to learn about other people and what I always, what I always remember about you is you are so fascinated with everything mm -hmm. and everyone about San Antonio. I mean, I left, you left for five minutes from the group and you came back with 16 different stories about yeah. what had happened, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who you had run into and what, you know, what kind of crazy hat they were wearing and the why Alamo they were, why they were wearing amazing history. And story. I couldn't get enough of it. Yeah, I couldn't get you. enough of it. But the it's history. a thirst for knowledge, yeah. you know, and that thirst for knowledge reminded me of my grandfather. And I, you know, I'll always remember traveling mm -hmm. with him and he would, when I was a kid, I was always upset when he would stop and mm -hmm. pick up pamphlets. You know, oh. it was stupid. It was, you know, just pamphlets from the hotel. And we're, sure. I'm like, well, why are you getting that? You know, and he wanted to read every single thing because he didn't want to miss out on life. And because he was willing to do that, he probably went to these offbeaten paths that people would never go to. Right. But he was willing to read. He was willing to ask questions. And he was always in the front, always right. in the front of the tour, right. always asking the most questions. And when, right. when you're a kid, you know, like I said, at points I was embarrassed until I became older and I realized, right. you know, there's a reason why. There's a reason why he's so inquisitive right. and the reason why he's, he's, he's 84 years old and he still wants to oh, learn. God bless. What a great, that's, that's a great story. Yeah. 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 Good for him. Good, good for grandpa. Good that's for grandpa. Yeah. Good for grandpa. It's a good right. number too. Yeah. Well, in, in teaching those things, cause I think that's yeah. important for, for yeah. kids to, to understand that you never stop learning. Right. You know, you're sometimes people are telling you, like, you know, you go and do your education. I've learned more in my life in the mm -hmm. last 10 years than mm -hmm. I did before then, you know, I mean, just understanding the, but yeah. I wasn't as open right. to learning as yeah. I am now. I think all of us were that way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just being really you know, to open to be open minded about. I don't know everything, mm -hmm. and it's humbling and it's exciting to yeah. not know and then to learn and, and to get everyone's different perspective. That's why you know I'm, we try not to get too political in here, um, but when people are just, they dig their feet in for these ideologies or different things. Right, it's like, man, right. be a little open-minded. Be open-minded. Un understand right. some I'm things and, and look, and it's not a right or wrong. It's just, mm -hmm. things are just different sometimes right. and, and accept them and, and, you know, love people. It's, it's okay. Right. It's not, it's not. That. It's really funny you say that. I, I, I think a lot of us, including myself, I think, you know, you come out of college or you're younger, you're in your twenties and you have different goals. You know, you're not thinking long-term. Sure. You're not thinking business ownership. You're not, you might be thinking dating. You might be thinking your own personal appearance. You might be thinking sure. whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think as we get older, our minds open up to more feedback, more examination uh, of our own faults. And, and, and how we can become better or help people get to be better, at least for me, I think sure, so. Sure, absolutely. Um, and I agree with you. And I hate people that just you know can't open their mind. Right. You know, I always tell my kids every day, I said, you know, when you look in someone's eyes, you see their heart, soul, and mind. Yep. And there's only two types of days in the world. And I've been saying this for years. I said to you in San Antonio that there's only good days and great days. People said that's not true. <laughs> Businesses fail, people get sick, you have divorces. Said, did you wake up breathing? Right. It's a pretty yeah. good day. It can right. only get better from there. You're right. absolutely right. I mean, uh, tell us about what happened when you got appointed president. Was got, that always the goal? That was that was not always the goal. The goal was to to, you know, I like I like to enjoy my life, right? So the goal was to <coughs> make good television, be able to to, to see where the next turn would be in television. It's not just, you know, just understanding clients' needs as it pertains to television advertising, but it's the next step, which is digital. And so I would say one of my biggest goals when I was appointed was to take the digital and move it to the next step with the team that, that we have in place and to grow that. So about four years ago, I would say three years ago, actually, we had about... 89,000 Facebook uh, friends. We're pushing 320,000 now. Uh, we had about 18, we had about 27,000 um, uh, Twitterers. We have 167,000. We produce over 40 Facebook stories a day. We have 489,000 video views a week of our, of our news being streamed. It's a conversation of one-to-one and one-to-many. Yep. Um, and people are living on their phones and their behavior patterns are changing. And while television is here to stay because we inform and we entertain, and I always say to our news people, you know, we're creating news that looks like you, it feels like you, that's got street cred and groundswell. 
right? It's so San Diego, so Fox 5. And we need to engage with the people so it's a one-on-one conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the main goal there was to grow out the digital aspect and give local businesses an opportunity to connect with those people that are connecting with them to tailgate on the back end and go along for the ride so we can actually help promote their goods and services, sure. regardless of the size and scope of their industry. Um, and that has been a... Uh, a difficult proposition uh, to fulfill, but we now can see that as we are in the middle of the long tail of that value proposition, it's getting better. It has have groundswell. It's got lots of street cred, yeah. uh, and it helps when you have a, a lot of folks on property. Um, you know, our digital sales manager Mike Martin's a smart guy. He gets it. And our, our 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 sales leader Kelly McMacken, who I think you've met, these guys all get it. You know, and yeah. and, and and so it's it's all about seeking first to understand before being understood and we want to go out and find solutions that make sense if it doesn't make sense then i don't want your money sure i want to be able to genuinely grow your business um and a lot of times people don't have a game plan yeah it's like you know you walk into someone it's like hey we want to buy some advertising like why yes (laughs) what do you intend to get out of that um and what's your long-term game plan what do you what do you think are the biggest challenges and hurdles that you've had to face in traditional media being a television station mm-hmm. when it comes to digital i mean one of the things that we talk about mm-hmm. is we love the digital aspect sure. because it's not overproduced and right. as a news station you right. have so many people that need to, to put out a quality product right when you get to the digital side you're allowing mm-hmm. your personalities to go and literally go behind the scenes right which for mm-hmm. us as as viewers mm-hmm. to see that right. it becomes so cool because like right. we, i mean the whole podcast is behind the smoke we want to see what's how, how does how brilliant. does the magic get made brilliant. yeah you know well first of all about three or four years ago when i started this quest to to want to make sure that the digital side got you know was growing and needed to grow was that there were just a handful of people that were touching social and that stopped immediately so now uh, we are all ambassadors of of content and all 147 employees touch content, produce content, and can distribute content. I love that. Uh, we had one web producer. We now have five uh, that are dedicated to that. But everyone in the news department and everyone on property, including sales, all carry opportunities on their phone uh, and apps to be able to send things in that are filtered and they can make it right onto the air. Yeah. Um, as an example, I told my son... I collect a lot of Christmas uh, items, and I de- put about fifty thousand lights of cri- uh, every year to decorate my home. Nice. Two years ago, when the rain, when, the, when, shit, when the rains and the storms impressive. came through, my son was walking out. And we, were, I was in the in the news department, and my son called me and said, "My da- God, Daddy, look! The, the wind is blowing. It's pouring down rain." I said, "No, it's crazy." He said, "I'm going to take a video and send it to you." He took a video of all of my Santas out in the front yard, <laughs> and in the middle of nowhere, the Santa got uprooted and took off and went to the neighbor's yard, no kind of like the Wizard of Oz. Sure. So immediately, I'm like, oh, my God, we got to post that. Yes. 167,000 views in 27 minutes. Unbelievable. Jeez. So, so we, we want to show- buy that. You I know you can't, can't buy that. that. So we want to show people behind the scenes what it, what it looks like to operate a TV station. Sure. We shoot our promos behind the scene. We do Facebook. Uh, we roll Facebook Live when we're doing it. Um, we we want we want all of our anchors to be engaged with the community and share what is what is meant to be shared with those people on a one-on-one basis. Shally Zamaroni is is the is the out of all of the TV stations in the United States, she's ranked fifth in the United States of an SEI social engagement index. That is incredible. And so that's that a is big so, deal. That it's is a big such deal. a big deal. And you'll notice that we'll take the jib cameras. These are the cameras that people wear a vest on and mm-hmm. they walk around with them. And we'll walk around and show behind the scenes uh, because people are interested in that. And we encourage other businesses to do the same to grow social, to ask feedback about your business, what we did right or wrong. Uh, to, if you had a good time and you liked the food in your case, share it with other people. Sure. Um, and, and so the answer to your question was is that it was to train all the people and create a mentality and a culture where digital is an equal to the main screen. Sure. And before it was the ugly stepchild and wasn't giving a lot of, so we promote it. If you'll notice on the screen, we're promoting it constantly. Absolutely. We're sending out alerts constantly. Uh, and everywhere we go, you'll even see them on the air reminding people like we're giving away an Alani trip today. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the uh, high school signing going on at the stadium today for the young athletes coming out of high 
high school, God bless them, they're all being signed by major colleges. And so Raul goes, this is great. And they had three athletes say, go on our web, go on our website right now to our app, download the app. You can also apply to win the round trip to Alani, to Hawaii, right. or you can win uh, four goals tickets for Friday night. So right. he's pushing it while complimenting them. So they're constantly drawing the viewer in and then asking them to, to participate along with them. Well, kudos well, to you because, I mean, it's change is hard. You know, and especially in, in, a, in an industry like TV where, you know, going digital might not be, it might not, you might not think it's sexy. It might not be like the best thing to do. And, right. and for you to be well, you the lose forefront control. and you, understand. You lose control. Well, you yeah. have to be vulnerable, yeah. right? You yeah, have absolutely. to, you have to put yourself out there. And yep. It's like, here, yeah. this is who we are. Here's what we're doing, yep. what we're doing. And, you know, that's, that's awesome that you were able to see that early yep. and, and do it and, um, you know, be at the forefront of people because, you know, like you said, TV's not going anywhere, but digital marketing's not going anywhere. That's, I mean, it's, it's here to stay and, right. and to embrace it right. is, is it cool? I mean, I just like your mindset on so many things you've already said today, but it's cool that you're, you're positive and embracing and saying, mm -hmm. okay, let's go. You want, we're going to play the game. Let's go play it and let's do the best we can. And we, uh, you know, with 560 plus hours of live sports, I mean, we have big assets, but I'm going to come back, bring it back to the goals in a second. With the men's and women's U.S. World Open, that's a, that's, those are big deals. We yeah. have men's FIFA World Cup in, in five different time zones coming out of Russia coming uh, this May through wow. July. Um, we have the All-Star Game, the Super Bowl, the World Series, um, NFL, Pac-10, Big 10, Big 12. We have lots of football and lots of sports, NASCAR, bull riding. We get a lot. But when we brought the local San Diego Gulls to life last February after the Super Bowl, the Sunday afterwards, people were like, oh, my God, I you can't promoted believe it. that. We after, promoted we it. Promoted during the we Super promoted it during the yeah. Super Bowl. Unbelievable. So this past game, I promoted in the All-Star game, and I promoted um, in the World Series. And we put in spots. Again, we're making creative spots for Matt and his team. And we've asked people to engage in socially, right? Yeah. Go down to the goals game and send us back pictures. Sure. So we brought in Aloha Taylor three weeks ago on, on October 13th. And she was out there like a rock star. And she took probably 187 selfies. And we were pushing those back both to the goals, to their webmaster, yes. both to our webmaster. And simultaneously splitting, we're posting on Facebook and pushing it back to our website. So that increased an extra you know, 45,000 hits immediately with people that are sampling it. Um, and those are people that are going to then either try to go to a game. If you're a one-off, make it a two-peat or a three-peat, take it to the family, buy some food, you know, engage in the other businesses that are in and around that area. Um, and that's, that's our opportunity is to grow that groundswell with a local franchise. It also helps that the Chargers took off. Sure. Um, and no, no pun intended, bolted to Los Angeles <laughs> and kind of left us, you know, uh, hanging with what do we do at the stadium and, yeah. you know, who do we want to love? And we have the Padres we can love. We have SDSU we can love. Certainly UCSD and USD have in their own right have mm -hmm. decent baseball teams and basketball teams and for USD a football team. That, and, but, 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 but hockey is alive and well. And they're, you know, t to see 12,000 plus people out there right. sitting back fit, you know, and they dress up and they're engaged and chuck the puck and all that. So that social ground swell really took off. And someone like Aloha gets it. Um, and they all get it. Uh, Kathleen Bade, uh, Troy, all of our, all of our anchors. Uh, it wasn't either do it or this. It is come along <laughs> for the ride. Absolutely. And let's, let's enjoy this together. Right, well, I can it, apply pressure, or I can have buy-in from you because you know this is the direction we're heading. One of the most, and that's what happened. One of the most exciting things in the digital world that we live in is when you have companies that have leadership that are willing to embrace sure. what is happening. And when you do that, mm -hmm. you're creating all different types of content that would never happen otherwise. Right. I mean, as a Gulls fan, to go down to the game and to see the live feed from Aloha Taylor giving right. the local weather right. from Valley View Casino Center right. talking directly to Gulls fans right. about what's happening in the weather. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's buy-in. That's buy-in on both sides. That's right. buy-in from Matt Savant and the Gulls. That's right. buy-in from Fox 5. But that all those Gulls fans that are there, mm -hmm. they're, they're so appreciative because yeah. while the Chargers were here, all the local news ignored them, except right. for Fox yeah. 5. You guys were the only ones that were willing to send a reporter out there to cover the games. And stuff like that goes such a long way for 
avid fans. As the general manager, I sent back uh, three videos and uh, 19 different snaps that I took of people <laughs> and asked their permission. Sure. You know, do you mind if I take your, your picture? I'm, yeah. You know, and I'm going to post it on double Facebooks. And yeah. Like, Go ahead. Absolutely. You know. Uh, yeah. And they're holding up whatever they were eating, and I would ask a them baby. how it would be yeah, a baby. <laughs> right. and, and so, uh, yeah, and, and that's where we're headed now. The, the the engagement of everything we do, a brand, you know, brands can be assassinated yes. by social if not handled appropriately. Mm -hmm. um, and there's influencers now that are out there on the peripheral that are really driving real business and a, a, a false. A sense of, of business growth. Sure. Uh, so we have to be very uh, uh, picky with with what we do when when we're doing our digital. We make things now called video alicious uh, cut downs on all of our news. So um, you know we we make good TV. We cut it down. And if you if you if if the if the photogs uh, that are out in the field, you know we tell them to obviously make sure you've got your phone. Make sure you've got a GoPro. And after you shoot it, is there another angle of that? And when you turn back around, look at all the people <laughs> looking at you. Take a picture of that too, because now that becomes video alicious. That's consumable, yummable video cool. that people will digest at some form. You have a drone, correct? We have drones. We were the first station in the market market to, to get live drone footage up and running but more importantly we deputized six people on the property they all got their drone license That's awesome. and i do now what's called bump in and bump out shots all over the city of live drone shots we you well, know we were out in east county we go up to north county we go all over not just the beach and we are shooting live there's an example of it on our website now i mean yeah back, and, back to what you're talking about yeah. as someone who's lived in san diego my whole life the footage that you get from that i've never seen it People it's didn't a see the waterfall. Because it's a, cam it's a camera angle right. that I've never seen. All of a sudden, you're going over right. Freeway 5 and Freeway 8, uh -huh. and you're looking at it at a totally different angle right. than, you've, than you've never seen before. Right. And it's exciting. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, and it's HD. Yeah. Well, you know what's exciting yeah. for me is just sitting back and listening to you guys and you know, listening to Matt last time. I don't think people understand how much you guys care about what's going on with the San Diego goals and how vested, I mean, with you, with Scott, with Matt, I mean, that that is just so it's so exciting yeah. for me to be able to see that how much you guys care about about San Diego itself, about growth, yeah. about you know people getting people vested, giving them something to be proud of. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really really cool. I mean, just like I said, I'm not in it right now, but I mean, it's really really cool just to be able to see. Well, junior hockey is like junior soccer, like little league baseball, like pop Warner football. It just doesn't get the the glam. Sure. Um, and when you're out there and you see those families. It's 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 amazing to see those families, see those kids chucking the puck, and to see them walking around. And you know, people haven't been out there for a long time. Think it's just the same old arena, yeah. uh, you know, with with the hot dogs and the nachos. And that's not true. The vendors, including yourself, it's amazing the selection of food you can get. It's like going to. I've always said it's like going to Petco Park. I yeah. love going yes. to Petco Park. Absolutely, um, I love. I just love being out there. I love the Padres. We're partners with them. Um, we put on an amazing All Star game with huh. them two years ago. Awesome. And, so you know, awesome. and did lots of programming. I brought Steve Garvey down and David Wells and Trevor Hoffman. We put them all in, in speaking parts and, and moved them around. And they would all say, we just love San Diego and we love the stadium. Same thing with the goals, man. It's right. pride of ownership. And it's, you know, it's, it's, you want to be proud of your city. And, you know, anyone who decides to move here and start a company, you know, I want to meet them. I want to understand them. I, I want to understand the failures that they've been through so we can learn. People don't, like, what do you want to know about what I've done to fail? Because right. failure is really success, really sure. hidden. And it's, it makes you know, it's like a aware. fossil. you got to dig down and understand where it came from, sure. right, to move forward. It so. makes you self-aware of, of what's going on. And for me, I mean, I don't think there's anybody that's harder on um on me than myself, you yeah. know, to, and it forces your failures force you to look at yourself and say, okay, yeah. what did we do wrong? Right. How do we learn? And again, that just, but that makes you have to be open, right. open-minded to be right. able to make those changes. You know, well, what do you, um, what do you consider one of your biggest failures in business? Do you think? Oh, and man. I'll share with one of mine too, especially um, in the digital sector. My, my biggest failure so far uh, would have to be not um, capitalizing on on our produce program. Sure. Um, okay. Just mm -hmm. really, um, mm -hmm. you know, because we are 60% of my business comes from my meat department. Sure. We didn't, 
we didn't listen early enough mm-hmm. to the people that want were wanting the organics, the the specialty produce, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, we're now switching that. But I think we could have capitalized on it a lot earlier right. and not lost because sometimes people are having to make special trips to go get you know what they want and. You know, we want to make sure that they can get it here. Bundle so I, it up so they have a one-stop shopping. Yeah, you know, just not... They're coming in to buy USDA Prime beef. Mm-hmm, sure. They're going to pay a little bit more for the produce because they're going to want the beautiful, sure. grade A, organic, mm-hmm. good produce. They're sure. not going to bat an eye at it right. where um, we might have been a little closed-minded. Like, well, that's a little bit too mm-hmm. much for the, the lemon. Right. Well, give them the good lemon. They'll, they'll, sure. they'll buy it. You sure. Know? So that's uh, it. kind of... I've been mm-hmm. the last... I don't know, six months really focusing on, on that. Right. Okay. What about you, Sean? I think probably one of the toughest things for me personally is going from 18 employees to 92 employees mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to get to a point where we're scaling our business and we're looking for new opportunities. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to get back to where I was when I was that engaged with each one of my staff members. Sure, sure. Um, you know, I've worked really hard to take myself off the manager schedule mm-hmm. so that I'm not trying to manage and be an owner at the same time, mm-hmm. because that makes me just a shitty manager. Um, and really trying to find a way to get the message to the new staff that are there. I mean, right. the staff that have been there that have worked with me, know me and know my wife. Right. Um, but those are challenges that, you know, I, I, we work on every day. We work right. on every single day to be better, Right. you know, right. to try and try and let our team know that, you know, they're wearing a Cali Comfort logo. Like that, that's family to us, right. you know. And like, I can't read their mind, but they can get a hold of me on my cell phone. They can call me. They can email me. They can tweet at me. They can send me a direct message on Instagram. It doesn't matter. But I, if if they talk to me and let me know what's going on in their life, then I can help. Right. Um, I can help talk to managers. I can help talk to schedule stuff like that. Right. So, yeah. I think that's going to be one of the biggest challenges. You know, hopefully as we continue to to grow and uh, add add new staff i mean we, we can't do it by ourselves right. you know derek and i have learned right. just just by doing this podcast and by being around people like craig dato who run right. the delmar thoroughbred club i right. mean we we've learned how involved he is on the front end right. and then once the event happens how much he lets his team do it and how how much he pulls away right. so that he can think big picture and he can allow his his brain and his team to do what they do best you sure. know and, and yes there there might be failures but then he can fix it afterwards yeah you know we, we've learned that just in the last two years with del with just putting on the del mar event and this last event i mean there were times where derek and i we were doing you know checking in teams we were putting signs out to close mm-hmm. the road now we have a crew that not only do they do an amazing job but they do it better than we did right you know right so. These are those are great lessons to learn from, and if you'd known early on, man, those people are going to come in. They're going to pay that extra extra dollar to get that prime. Right. They really are. And so now, and organics are huge. Right. And you know now to be able to bundle those products together, you know I always say would have could have should have doesn't get you anywhere. Learn from the mistake, bundle it, and move forward. Sure. You know showcase it, make it look even better than others. And yeah, it is hard to walk away. Um, I always, my, you know, one of my biggest mistakes I made in my digital was thinking that people would come for a candy cane or a piece of chocolate and engage in my social it was a horrible mistake and that comes in the in the in the terms of giving away free shit mm-hmm. i'll give you free shit to come over to look at my stuff yeah that's wrong either yeah. you are genuinely engaged with my video alicious my behind the scenes my streaming of the news yeah um, the things that you know, the drone footage and the things that I'm bringing you, including live news, ten half hours a day, or you're not. Yeah. But to win a pair of shitty tickets to something you could care less about, right, sure. the piece of chocolate or the candy cane, and we failed miserably. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of my own. Mistakes. How when did you recognize that? I recognized failure? that when the, we were spending <laughs> a lot of money on expense, um, and we're not growing out the asset. But my sellers are in front of it, selling it to people that aren't getting any kind of response, measured response that we were hope, hoping for. Therefore, it's a complete recipe of a of, of failure. Um, and so then I said, stop that process. Let's go back and rethink what we're doing. Went with our news director, Rich Goldner, who's, who's a great innovative. He leans towards innovation. I always say to people on property, let's lean towards innovation and seek excellence in the work we do. 
every single day. Um, and then pull back is more like an air traffic controller and let those people do their jobs and work one-to-one -one with each other to figure it out and draft it out. And then it's almost like, okay, we'll put out, uh, you know, news alerts. We'll put out traffic alerts. We'll, 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 we, we'll, we'll be streaming nonstop our news. We'll make sure we're there when you need us, but not like you know not impose on you so we have to figure out what's too much and too little sure. and then create content that's got substance people that want to engage with it and that's the one-on-one -on -one, the one-to-many with the anchors and behind the scenes with all the things that we do you know um that's it's like when you go to a city and someone says hey you know what i'm brand new can you recommend a dentist well dentist is a personal thing right mm -hmm. so you want to say hey I, i'd like to Find out where can I get my information or what's going on with the city. Go to the Fox 5 website. Yeah. We always look at it like that's a referral of the dentist. Sure. It's a personal thing. And we all have our own consumption behavior uh, and likes and dislikes. And so I learned from that the hard way because, you know, giving stuff away to bait them to get over is not going to get you anywhere. Yeah. Right? No, I think you really can capitalize on the organic people oh, that huh. want to want to come in that's it's i did it too i, yeah. I gave away a trigger barbecue that probably cost me 400 yeah. bucks and but that those people that want those organics they're yeah, going to come in yeah, there right yeah. so that's mm -hmm. smart very yeah, smart just capitalize on on the you know people that are really vested in you and, right. and give them what they want right. right i think something that's counterintuitive to traditional media is the way that you embrace your talent right um embracing your morning host your nighttime host and to let them be personalities mm -hmm. and to let them broadcast to their fans mm -hmm. it really adds this depth the depth to the uh, broadcast that right. you don't get you know i i mean being sports fans we grew up on espn you know we right. grew up on sports center and you know, having Dan Patrick and people like Chris Berman. I mean, that's why we were so vested in, right. in Sports Center. And now to see ESPN go the complete opposite way right. to shave payroll, to, you know, cut expenses. You know, Jim Trotter's a close friend of mine. And, uh, you know, I, I love the content that he puts out, but they make it so hard. They make it so hard right. for us to follow right. his content right. and to celebrate who he is as a journalist right. and the stories that he gets interviewing mm -hmm. Jerry Jones. And yeah, I always thought that was kind of weird. It, it's, it's it's weird. Really, it, it is. I agree with you. It's, yeah. it's really weird when, you know, if you if you have somebody that you're like, don't make it hard embrace for us. Them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. and not only embrace them, but celebrate them. I and mean, that's right. something that you guys do. Is that sure. something that's unique to this market? Um, or is that? Well, you I know, think we, everyone's got their own secret sauce. Um, it, it, you have to have talent. Hopefully, I didn't reveal any. No, no, no. You, no. you have to have talent that's connect. That's got connectivity. You know, our people. Uh, we're all people. Uh, many of us are parents uh, and pet owners. You know, um, big corporations don't like it, but I always say, you know, uh, f f kids and pets come first. You know, if you need to get somewhere, then you go get somewhere. But come back and give it your all when you're here working for the company. But it's 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 you know it's, it's got to be natural. If it's forced, it's that candy cane. It's the piece of chocolate that doesn't work. It has to be consumable and believable, and, can, and it has to have connectivity, uh, and it has to be organic. And I think that all of them do that. Now on the air, I have a rule of thumb that if it seems like eleven seconds, make it four. You know, if you're goofing and you're doing things, remember people are trying to either get ready for school or going to work, and they want what they want when sure. they want it and how they want it. And they and, and sometimes it can get out out of control, but so you got to reel them back in. But um, but the secret sauce lies in the connectivity of the individual who feels like that I know you personally. Yeah, absolutely. And and I feel like you know I've known you for a long time. Right. Sure. Uh, and you become an old friend. It, and uh, it, it's a two-way street too, because yeah. I mean we're, we're so lucky to have been on multiple different news stations here to promote our barbecue events right. and our charity events and. You know, there's new stations that we go to where the anchor, they're not engaged, right. you know, and maybe it's a function of just their job and the amount right. of news and, the, right. you know, the bad things that they have to report. But the best ones, mm -hmm. they take the time to just take the five minutes it takes just to read whatever, you know, the, the script was, the, sure. who we are and what sure. we're trying to do. Right. Not only that, but they'll come out and they'll say hello, yeah. you know, and they'll find out who Derek and I are and what we're yeah, trying to do. There's nothing and that worse story than... comes out so right. much better on right. TV yeah, because it's not, you know, chopped up. and Yeah. Well, the guys on the our staff, they love you guys. Yeah. You know, and the Raul's, Raul's, you guys yeah. connect socially no, that's, together. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, he, um, it, it is, it just has to be genuine and you have to create an atmosphere. It comes from, you know, both of you being business owners from the top down. It really does. And, you know, if, if the person up at the top's not genuine, then the product and the service won't be genuine. And that's my belief. 
Uh, and I've run into a lot of businesses where the people at the top aren't very friendly. Sure. They may be smart business people, but sure. they're just not very friendly and engaging. And I think that it eventually trickles down to the to the, to the the folks who work in the organization. Well, you that, can feel it when things are forced. And sure. that's what we try to talk to like all my employees. It's like when they when people come in here, I want them to have an experience. And right. just a happy. Right. Every, you know, we're here for them. We're right. here for the consumer to come in, right. have an experience, give them the best you know service we can give right. them, the best product we can give right. them, get them out. Let them leave happy. They leave right. happy. We're happy. That, how many total? Sense. How many total butchers do you have? Um, we have fourteen people meet, working in my meat department okay. right now. So you want people to walk in and know at least ten, if not all fourteen, of their Absolutely. names, right? Yeah, That's sure. a one-on-one, yeah. right? With a suggestion on something right over there in the organic vegetable aisle that right. will complement what you're Absolutely. getting ready to barbecue. No, that's that's it's important, right? Yeah, yeah, because you want them to become invested, right? It's very very important, not right. just in not just in the company, but in, in our employees. Right. That makes it, you know, there's nothing nothing cooler than now me taking a step back from always being in the meat right. department to someone coming in and saying, Hey, can I talk to Charlie? Who's now my meat manager? Sure. I'm like, good job, Charlie. I mean, that per- sure. that means you engage yeah. with that person. Now they know you right. and they want to talk to you because it's always been, let me talk to Derek. Yeah. Let me talk to Derek. Charlie yeah. should say, how are you going to cook it? By yeah. the way, yes. when you're done cooking it, send me a snap. Right. Yeah. Boom. Send Absolutely. it back down to me. Let me yeah. see exactly. what that looks like. Right. Let me taste it right. through the, through, through my website. I think that's one of the most exciting things that Derek and I get to talk about is, it doesn't just have to be a restaurant and it doesn't have to be a butcher shop, but any company, no matter what you are, you have to, from the top down, embrace digital and embrace it with all your staff. Because if they're not proud of where they work, that sucks. sucks. If they are proud of where they work and they're willing to tweet about it and they're willing to post something on Instagram, the the sales opportunities are endless. The marketing opportunities, the cross promotional (laughs) opportunities, the engagement opportunities. You can have, and it doesn't matter what business you're in. Mm-hmm. You could be a recycling company. You could be an auto auto dealership. You could be an insurance company. Right. There's a story to be told. Yes, it might be hard to find that voice, but mm-hmm. if you're not willing to let your team try right. that voice out, you know, because right. a lot of the social media policies that companies have are anti-social media. Yes. Don't post. Don't use your yeah. phone. If you flip it the other way right. and you let them with, you know, mm-hmm. with some restrictions, right. obviously right. you're not going to have one of your anchors talking yeah. about how a yeah. different news well, station is better than it, yours. It goes but. back to the idea you use good judgment. Yeah. You know, acts on becoming of a professional will not be tolerated and right. they'll be swift and harsh action. But in the spirit of posting life, there's what's more beautiful than life. You know, when it's raining, we send out Sean, our assistant news director, sends out an email, says, send us all your pictures. You, you, you yeah. an employee who lives out there, who have a brother and a sister and a grandma and a grandpa or the places that you visit, whether it be your church or school, soccer, your favorite restaurant, whatever it might be, post that and share it. I'll give you a quick, uh, quick story on, on a success on digital. Back in 2010, I partnered with Sandy Purdy, um, who's a, uh, a businessman uh, who operates with the Port Tenants Association and the Port Authority in the San Diego Bay to bring us Big Bay Boom the second largest fireworks display west of the Mississippi. I partnered with with him, and I decided that I would produce a show for two hours at the San Diego Hilton, at the, at the Hilton on San Diego Bay, right across from the stadium, Petco Park, and that we would create an atmosphere where people would come out, and there's about 680,000 people to date that go around the harbor, from Shelter Island to Harbor Island to Coronado to watch these fireworks, and we put on a show, and the fireworks last about 22 minutes from 9.05, give or take. During 4th of July. During 4th of July. And the first, first year we did it, the ratings weren't that great, and there was really no social connectivity. We had neglected. I had neglected to, to, to think about that aspect of it. Um, the second year we did it, um, we added some social but didn't give it our own. It was a not a priority and mm-hmm. it wasn't a priority for me wasn't a priority at the top therefore it's not a priority on the bottom or in the middle and the ratings again were just okay the third year i had gone into an argument uh, if you will a dispute a business dispute with them port i pulled out and that's when they all blew up glad i wasn't a part of that <laughs> <laughs> and literally it was big yeah, bay boom it, it was right? it, yeah, it was lasted, it lasted all of like 11 I, seconds wow. yeah uh, we came back and last year, I and the year before, I had made it a priority. 
partnered with KTLA in Los Angeles, and we simulcast it from Santa Barbara to Tijuana. We then used DOSE, D-O-S-E, a company that targets social behavior websites, and we went Facebook Boost, and we went DOSE and put all of our efforts. It is the most watched show west of the Mississippi wow. and the third most watched television show on 4th of July in the United States. Wow. She created a 7.4 household rating, and for people that are listening, that is quadruple what cbs abc or even fox would produce on a primetime show in the evening wow. to watch fireworks and there is kathleen bade and raul martinez sitting out with all of our anchors and they're also yes. facebook live they're 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 streaming it people are uh, we're saluting our military so people all around the different bases around the world are streaming it because their families are there and now big bay boom because of the social dose that we gave it the push that we gave it the love we gave it People are sending in all their pictures. They're sending in their picnics. They're sending in yes. the things they're doing. And it now is really something special. Uh, besides an amazing fireworks show, we tell a story and we unite families. And it um, it, it benefits the Armed Forces YMCA. And um, and you have Matt Savant's daughter. Yep. Matt Savant's daughter saying the Star Spangled Banner on top of, of, of the... Um, aircraft carrier down on the bay unbelievable yeah and she She's, sang it as opening a little bless her heart she oh sang from the top goodness. of her lungs and <laughs> from the opening of that show people were like oh my gosh I, that little girl can it, sing it was so moving yeah. for rosie and i to watch that knowing that we had already watched her perform at the right. Bulls game and how beautiful she sang that anthem yeah and to see that and just the whole social connectivity part yeah. was, it's really 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 exciting to see yeah. you embrace digital i yeah. mean digital is a place that it's so exciting the exponential growth that you can have mm -hmm. because of the social share aspect. Right? If it's done right, if it's, if done, it's done right, right. If it's done right, if it's right. not Correct. forced. Right. And it's it's uh, an organic feel to it. I mean, sure, you know that's what I need to embrace. You know, is just getting into it, embracing it, being organic and being vulnerable. Yeah. And it's uh, it's helped us a ton as well. Well, like I said, four years ago when we started this trek to really grow out all of our digital and connect with our viewers and our non-viewers very important and connect with the community um you know we're putting out you know eight nine ten stories a week to facebook we're plus 40 a day now with over a half million video streams and engagements um with with san diegans and people that are streaming it even when i travel um you know I, you, wherever you're at you can do fox 5 San com and you can stream the news um but but and it also helps you know that missing notch to where a local business owner would also need help by being able to push their brands over on pre-roll or push their you know their 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 branding and tie it back into whatever else they're doing whether it is broadcast television or radio or, or direct mail um, or 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 just you know one to one to each customer on a bounce back right right let's all let's all remember how important one customer is sure, i sure. always say one cut one bad customer with one bad experience can lead to 10 new customers not coming in sure right absolutely and one bad opportunity to piss off or ignore one viewer could be 10 new viewers that don't come your way so it's the same equation sure i think for all of our businesses right. so. I, th I think a lot of people don't factor in how loyal people are to sure. their brands sure. and especially when it comes to their news mm -hmm. you know they get used to mm -hmm. their news delivered to them by right. the people that they come to love right. you know they come right. to love their morning routine of mm -hmm. getting that update right. and to the point where even if they're not watching it live it's dvr right. and they'd rather watch you know that mm -hmm. morning news as opposed to what happened at seven o'clock because they're right. used they're used to that right viewer feedback is really important we encourage viewer feedback and we get it and i'll ask pose this question to you I mean, in your businesses, do you ever have people that come to you to say, listen, you know, I love what you have, but, you know, do we, we're looking for, and I know it's probably niche, but people that might ask for exotics, like maybe elk sure. or buffalo, or they go down that route. And you find more people these days. And the reason I'm asking that is because more and more restaurants are taking, uh, you know, uh, out on the ledge, if you will, mm -hmm. for the foodies, serving to the foodies that are looking for that different adventure. Do you get people that, that ask for that? Yeah. The only, you know, the kind of fucked up thing about it is that, the commodity elk 
yeah. that you get. It's still a farm-raised elk, so there's not really no nutritional wild, value right, right. Okay. to it. Um, I'm an avid hunter. I sure. hunt all the time. I do uh, Good. deer, elk, and, and moose every uh-huh. year. I try to get out awesome. and do some waterfowl hunting. Um, so I try to harvest, and then everything that we harvest out in the wild, we bring, put it in the freezer, and I, I cook it at the house. Right. Um, whenever, you know, if I'm fortunate enough to, to get it. Sure. Um, but, you know, we do get a lot of inquiries about the wild game and uh-huh. we do have some some we do have elk we have antelope we have right. you know some things that are frozen sure but it's just it's a commodity product where right. they're not it's not a true wild animal right and that's because people are reading the benefits of that you know but you have to get i mean you really right. have to talk to a hunter to go get it sure, yourself sure, sure. it's uh you know if you get a farm-raised moose because i go up in alaska sure. and um that's cool. Where I'm hunting. That's cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. My brother used to always say, we grew up hunting too. If they fly, they die. If they're brown, they're down. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the, the moose that we harvest, I mean, it's out there eating low bush cranberries, yeah. blueberries, oh. All, oh. All, the, all the great stuff. Where yummables. You get these farm-raised, I mean, it's just going to be eating the same stuff as a cow's yeah. going to A commodity cow's going to be What about eating. ostrich? you guys sell ostrich? We don't. Anybody ever ask for it? I have. Yeah, I've had some people. I've had ostriches. People want people want their eggs a lot. Big ostrich eggs. Yeah, That's, yeah. Uh, I think Heather did a thing out on one of the farms. About, oh yeah, yeah, about ostrich eggs. Yeah, we did. Uh, we used to cook them up in Bakersfield. We'd have a wrestling tournament. We'd go up there. And, nice. And um, cook some ostrich eggs. Yeah. And, uh, it's I only had one egg. But it was, <laughs> they're fucking ginormous. Sean, you ever put anything on your menu new that failed? Uh, plenty of times. Well, absolutely. Give me, so let's hear, I mean, let's hear what failed. Uh, tilapia failed. Uh, we, you know, when we opened the restaurant the biggest fail that we had was trying to be everything to everyone. Yeah. Uh, just because what about we, catfish or trout? Uh, we tried catfish. Well, I mean, I love catfish lo- by the way. A lot of it wasn't the fact that it was fish. A lot of it was the fact that we were trying to do too many too, things. Too many and things. once we embraced barbecue and Jean Goykachea came in and started teaching us things, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. said, we're going to, we're going to cut this menu down. Sure. Um, we're going to have a lot of pushback because, you know, we had, we closed from Monday through Friday. We used to be a breakfast restaurant seven days a week. We closed, opened up at 11. People said, you're never going to make it. You know, no one wants to come to dinner in Spring Valley. And mm-hmm. we said, we're going to do the best job serving right. the best barbecue that we sure. can, um, according to all these quality recipes. And we're mm-hmm. just going to focus on those little things, you mm-hmm. know, focus on the produce, focus on the recipes and mm-hmm. making things from scratch, making it. You really in-house. have good potato salad. You <laughs> Thank know that you. I'm, I love, I'm addicted to that. Thank I love you. that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, what Gene taught us was that just that too many people try to overdo things mm-hmm. and try to put a chef spin on it and, sure. you know, make it sexy keep or it trendy. If you Fusion. keep things yeah. simple Fusion, and yeah. you use quality yeah. ingredients Screw that. Yeah. and mm-hmm. simple spices, uh, you can put out some, yeah. Amazing, amazing stuff. Right, right. Um, Simplicity is sometimes the, yeah. the key to, uh-huh. to success. Right. You know, people want to overdo stuff a right. lot. And it's like, I mean, even my pokey recipe, I got it when yeah. in, in Hawaii a long time ago, and it's very simplistic thing. Right. And all the, you know, Samoans and, and right. Tongans and Hawaiians come and get this pokey. They're nice. Kind of, it reminds me of, of home. Right. Um, Isn't that Gracie right just, there? That's the best compliment you right, can have, man. Right, mm-hmm. right there. You but did something that tastes like grandma or aunt, my auntie did, right? Yeah, yeah, but it's just a simplistic recipe, and I didn't try to overdo it. You mm-hmm. see, I see some of these things on Instagram, and they're the pokies, and I'm like, oh, man, way overdone, yep. way, way yeah, too keep much. Keep it simple. And those those flavors are going to overpower yeah. everything, and it's not even going to taste like pokey anymore. Right. Right. So, what kind of advice <laughs> would you give to people that are in journalism school that want to get into media? What What advice would you give to them to to reach their goals? Understand um, what you want to do. Who, who, what is it you want to do, right? Uh, news is going to be around forever. Uh, t- television is going to be around for a long time. Uh, it may not always be in the form that we're seeing it right now, but it'll be around. Licenses will be there. People are going to create content. People are going to go to be informed about successes, tragedies, sports, happiness, sadness. That's what news gives us. A journal- young journalist today should understand you know, where, where they fit in. Uh, and if they're not engaged in social already, and understand that a person that reads a newspaper, and a person that reads a blog, and a person that's going to go on a website, all that news is written and consumed differently. So you can't take it. It's not one size fits all. And we do the same thing. Something that goes on the air is cut down for the web. Stuff that we're going to blast out is completely written different. Um, and for those of us that customize our own news, you know, I got eight or nine things every morning when I get done working out or swimming that I'll go through. And all I want are little yummables. I want a paragraph 
That's what I want. Right. I want to eat it. I want to consume it. I want to know it. And I want to move on. But I want it there if I want to dive in deeper. Sure. So those the, those folks that are that are pursuing that and, and they should, um, you know, know know what your craft is. Know what you want to do. Right. And that can lead to anything. You could become a writer, an influencer. You could become an author and write a book, which I think is excellent for those people that want to dabble in Don't that. Don't say book to Sean. <laughs> <laughs> He's been honest been about pushing writing a book. Him. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So my advice to those folks would be, you know, live large, uh, t- be, be willing, d- be, be dare to take a chance. Yeah. Right. Well, Learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Be, don't be too scared to fail. It's, I mean, failure yeah. is like you said, it's, it's part of your success. Right. I mean, it, it truly, it truly right. is. It's okay to fail, mm-hmm. man. It's mm-hmm. so, I, I'm. Failure I'm, success just waiting to happen, man. Yeah, sure. Uh, that's one of the biggest things is if you're too scared to start, mm-hmm. you're just missing out. You you have to start. You like got to get, Corbin, you gotta get Corbin after Corbin it. Corbin said last time, and yeah. like, what, what's the best thing? It's like, just do it, man. Just, just, just do it. Just do it. Just go out and do it. Right. That's it. You can just, if you don't just fall do down, if you don't have some battle scars, then shit, you're not worth succeeding, right. in my opinion. Yeah. Right. Well, all the everything we talked about today is going to be in the show notes. Uh, we can't thank everybody for tuning in all over the world. Um, we really, really appreciate it, Derek and I. No. This is just a journey that to have the privilege of interviewing the president of Fox 5, Scott Heath, and I have become great friends um, because of barbecue, because of opportunities, Absolutely. because of a, a willingness to yeah. do things well, untra- just talking with them, you guys are very like-minded. You know, yeah. you guys are very like-minded just talking to it's you good today. Meeting, it's, it's really it's is. Yeah. Well, uh, follow, uh, follow Fox 5 on social. See how they're uh, leading the revolution for the digital age and traditional media. And uh, be sure to come down to a Gulls game uh, and check it out on Fox 5 because it is a sexy production. Absolutely. Very, very sexy production. production. Uh, Thank you very much, Scott. We appreciate your time. We're uh, going to get you out of here and we're going to see you at the next hockey game. Thank you all for having me. And good luck and better living through good barbecue. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.